Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Are there words to that uh, theme? No? Hello, Goblin. Ken Willis here, Goblin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. How are you? Slide job. Slide, slide job. job. Slide, job. slide job. Hey, I wore a cap today. Wanted to join in. You know, Put on a cap. You look very distinguished in that uh, I look puckets. a little hairier where I'm wearing, when I'm wearing a cap, don't I? Yeah. That Puckett's hat. What is Puckett's? Puckett's uh, it's a Puckett's. Puckett's. It's yeah. like a, it's a historic old uh, general store in Leaper's Fork, Tennessee. A little bit south of Nashville, just before you get to Franklin. You know, you've been there. Is that like a new hat or is that an old hat? It's, it's that stupid stuff they do. It's a new hat. They try to make it look distressed. They try it, to make it look it, like an old it hat. It looks distressed. It looks I found like. found it beside the road. They, the guy said it was new, but it, anyway. It looks like it had been run over by an 18-wheeler. All right, we're going to talk about Kyle versus Kyle. We're going to talk about the junior effect. And this is this week upcoming is the Firecracker 400. We're going to talk about the history of that race and what we like and don't like about it. Uh, we'll talk about Chase Elliott being a little weak. And uh, shut up! And we're gonna, <laughs> oh, I forgot! <laughs> oh, I forgot he was here. Yeah, uh, well, joining <laughs> us today is Zach Dean. Yeah. The what is he? He's the world's uh, youngest angry old man. Yeah. And, my prediction of him winning didn't come true. And, and the Chase Elliott's biggest fan. Uh, we're going to talk about something that I this might have slipped your gaze. It's called the uh, Secret Council. Did you know about that? No. Denny Hamlin let us in on the double secret council. Uh, and we'll play the birthday game later on. And ooh, got some good, a couple of good birthdays. We're low in number, but not we're high in uh, quality. And I think what we do first though is we uh, take a break and then we come back and we play a little bit of What Do You Know. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of. Uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right back after that, Ken Wallace, Goblin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. What do you know? Hey, uh, Chicagoland, Joliet, Illinois. Romeo. Romeo and Joliet. Yeah. Uh, we're far out, though. Remember that, Andy Griffith, on his old comedy albums in the 50s? Yeah. I said, Romeo, Romeo, where far out thou, Romeo? <laughs> and he's standing down there in the bushes, and he said, oh, I'm right here. <laughs> classic stuff uh anyway my theory is you know kyle larson was perfectly fine with uh, how kyle bush retaliated knocked him out of the way to 
for well, Kyle Busch to the win. Sequence. Yeah, because Kyle Larson had you know pulled the you know tried to pull the slide job, slide job, <laughs> slide job, and um, and, and it didn't quite work, or it did work. I don't know. He knocked Kyle out of the way. My theory is uh, everybody was happy. There's pictures of Kyle Larson going to victory lane, and and, and him and Kyle Busch laughing about it, joking. I'm thinking that if uh, if it had worked the other way around. I'm sure Kyle Bush would have treated it the same way, aren't you? You pretty sure feel the same way? Kyle Bush would have been fine with it if he had been knocked out of the win? No, oh, no. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, baby. Kyle Bush is happy when Kyle Bush wins. Yeah. But if Kyle Bush doesn't win, he's not all that happy. He and I did see his uh, victory interview. He pretty much said his car stunk. It. Yeah. Stink, stank, stunk. Yeah. And, and it uh, was. So, it so really even when he was, wins, sometimes he's not happy. It really was not a good car. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was, it was like, fast though. At one point, at <laughs> one, got a fast car. At I'm one up. point in the race, he was. Uh, they picked up a transmission from his car. Yeah, and all he said was plowing, plowing, plowing. Cool. Plow. That's all he said. Yeah. It was like a record skipping. Yeah. yeah. Friday night at my house. <laughs> no, we're not leaving. No, don't go. Don't go. Uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, you. Probably, I'm thinking you watched more of that uh, automobile race from Chicago Land than I did. I, I right Jeez, now, junior. Yeah, all right. So uh, what, your wait a minute. Of junior. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, damn it. This let's talk about the race proper because <laughs> okay, it had uh, you know Chicago Land. You usually go uh, you know Chicago Land, uh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, so that was my. You know gotcha. the way I was thinking gotcha. going into the race. Chicago, fun. Chicago land, eh. uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking uh, Chicago land. You know, and as it turned out, it's right now. It's the at the top of my top five list for the end of the year. So at the end of the year, between the off season, you always do a countdown to top five races of yeah. the year for our NASCAR this week page, which should be in your hometown paper at least one day a week. Right. And if it's not, call somebody who knows somebody. And, and the funny thing is, is uh, the last several years, Sonoma has been in my top five. Yeah. Because it's provided some, like, really good yeah. stuff. Remember Tony Stewart winning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that kind of stuff. All right, back to Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Care about your list? My, li- my list is junior. very important. What did you think of Junior? Junior, it was funny. Uh, when he was starting out, you know, they were – I watched – I actually – to be honest with you, I actually watched the Xfinity race too. Woof. Or oh wait a minute, the Bush series Bush, race. The Bush race. Yeah. Now, now you're talking. Now I got you. Yeah. So and so he was very. You could tell he was like really nervous. Mm-hmm. That for you know that was it. That was the opening yeah. act. And then call a soft open. And then as the weekend progressed, uh, you know, I was like studying it. I was like paying attention to it, studying Junior, mm-hmm. and uh, he actually did get better as you know as he felt more comfortable yeah he felt he was doing better and better and better and they just said be yourself like they did with larry mack right i mean they didn't try and change larry mack they didn't try to reinvent the wheel with larry mack and and mary mary larry mack is like priceless to, to in, in the announcing booth and i think junior is going to be another larry mack if they leave him alone Hmm, I gotta think about that one. I think you gotta find the right way to use them. You just can't put them in a structured setting. I don't think. 
Well, if you watch the race, they've got him paired with Steve Letarte right. in a different booth. Right. That's the best way to do it. You can't structure him in a way where, okay, you've got 12 seconds to get your point out and point across. Right. Because, you know, he'll him and haul every now and right. then. But what comes out is usually good. Right. But you got to give him some him and haul time. And haul's different than y'all. <laughs> right? You're- Which is related to camber, I believe. In that word, I saw uh, uh, one of these uh, little uh, uh, Japanese cars that they hype up. Yeah, you know, put the wing on it and stuff. Yep. And they had he had a, the guy had the camber in the front. I mean, you could see the tire leaning. Really? Out. Yeah, he was leaning yeah. in on the top. I've seen that, but not on. It wasn't on purpose. I don't think. No, yeah, this was on. This was definitely on purpose. I had just, a camber alert on my phone yesterday. <laughs> It's a different topic. Ooh. So anyway, Junior's going to be good. Now, you'd think everybody's saying, all right, Junior, Junior in the booth. TV ratings, need a boost, need a boost. Junior, everybody junior, loves Junior. junior, junior Get junior. him in the booth. People are going to watch. Ratings are going to go through the roof, right? Skyrocket. Not so much. The overnights are exactly, basically the same as uh, last week's ratings, 1.6. The uh, final number will change. That's roughly 2.5 million viewers, give or take. Uh, the Nielsen numbers translate from... Uh, ratings points to viewers in some weird formula that uh, is more complicated than the uh, pre-1970s NASCAR point standings. Well, I'm going to use my Mike Helton voice. Yeah. Well, that was a little disappointing. (laughs) Well, hopefully, uh, well, it'll pick up this week because everybody likes a plate race because you never know when the big one's going to, when the big one, the big one is going to strike. So people like to watch the uh, tightrope, you know. Well, I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know now that he's got the butterflies out of his system, yeah, and he's coming to a place where he's won four races, you know, four cup races, uh, points races, yeah, yeah, he's won what seventeen overall. Well, he will like. be able to explain, I think, this, as well or better than anybody. This is the yeah. weekend I'm looking forward to. Yeah, he will be good at explaining what they're feeling inside the car and why this happened and why that happened and why this is about right. to happen exactly and uh yeah that, gotcha. so i've been looking forward to this and he even made mention of it last weekend that he will you know uh let his secrets be known well, he, I'll be darn. he has secrets to that secret sauce he's gonna whip out on us to drafting well so. good for him I, I bet his dad never let the secret to, gave him the secret he had to learn it on his own well, what you do is you just follow Senior, yeah, and you you pick it up. I mean, really, Dale Earnhardt Senior. I hate saying Senior because he said he didn't like to be called Senior. Yeah, um, Dale Earnhardt was the guy that really perfected drafting, especially within the restrictor plate era. Well, he had an advantage. Remember, he could see the air. Yeah, so that's quite an advantage. Yeah, that's a superpower right there. <laughs> you know. That's what you call a superpower, being able to see the air. Yeah. I could see the air when we're driving through Brunswick on 95. <laughs> I can smell, smell it. it. <laughs> smell it. Cut it with a knife. Yeah, Woo! run from it. Like yeah, that's, and that's not Brunswick stew either. No. Uh, as far as what do you know, we're done with what do you know, and we're going to get to uh, uh, the middle the middle leg of Daytona Motor Mouse, and we're going to do that right after this. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. 
From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly, Daytona Motormouse. We're time to move on to uh, You'll Get That in Big Time Auto Racing. Uh, what you'll get sometimes is drivers who overheat. You know, they get out there. So it's hot in them cars. You know how hot it is in them cars? Darn hot, as Ray Follister said on the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> it always comes back to that, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, Chase, you know, Chase is what? 22, 3, 4? 22. Yeah. He, uh, at the Bush race in Chicago, he got a little overheated. Had to go to the uh, infield care center and get a couple bags of fluid. Uh, you know what he was? What was he? He was woozy. He was pooped? He was woozy. He was wrung out? No, he was woozy. Was he woozy? Yeah. He had to get, He had to get two, not one, but two IV bags of fluid into his system. Yep. So that, just so he could go back out for the final practice, cup practice. All right. So uh, when the race was over yeah, and uh, Kyle Busch pulled up and stopped at the finish line. Yeah. Did you see that sequence? When he pulled the ice bag out of his crotch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw a replay of that. I didn't see it live. I, I was because honestly, guy, you thought he was I, I, you thought he was pulling out his list of grievances. <laughs> well, the the people in the in the grandstands were ah! were booing. Yeah, right. And, oh, right. Yeah, so you think? Well, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For some reason, I'm flashing back to Blazing Saddles when the sheriff said, excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, and the thing is, he was facing, he, he wasn't yeah. trying to turn around. Right. He was facing the grandstand. Yeah. I mean, it was obvious. He should have thrown the bag at him. <laughs> that would have been a sign. There wasn't. I think that'd be a power move? There wasn't anything left in that bag it either. It was all melted. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. gone. Well, that'll happen. That'll happen in big-time auto racing. Get that. <laughs> so anyway, the heat, uh, that was a hot one. So that uh, kind of leads us into our uh, next little topic oh, of discussion. Can I Can I just throw one thing God, in here? My segues just got ruined. What? Uh, they asked Kevin Harvick if this was the hard, hard, hottest race he's ever been in. Yeah. And he said, no, St. Louis 2010. How do you know stuff like that? That must have been hot. How do you know stuff like that on, on off the top of your head? Well, sometimes something leaves a mark, you know, and you never forget it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know uh, how hot it was in dang St. Louis. Hot. It was dang hot. But, I mean, it was brutal in yeah. Chicago, yeah. or I should say Joliet. Joliet. And uh, it, anyway, you know what? A fun fact. I will not get this. <laughs> fun fact, which I sent along in my Twitter feed. Yeah. I said, hey, uh, all of our buddies, you know, in the media, I said, here's the temperature you've got right now, which was over in the mid-90s. And I said, here's what we've got here in Daytona, which was 70, it was either 3 or 5, 75 maybe. And I said, I said, you know, come, why don't you come down here where it's cool? This was right after it rained. It yeah. wasn't oh, raining. It wasn't raining. Right. It was clear, yeah. and it was 75 degrees outside. That's weird. So I put them I, – yeah. I did a screenshot of yeah. each of them. You're and, clever. And I sent, put it out on my Twitter. So tech-savvy. But I guess nobody saw it because yeah. I didn't get any. You 
dumb son of a... Speaking of heat... Go ahead. Speaking of heat and hot races, the Firecracker 400 is coming up this week in Daytona. And uh, uh, it used to be... That used to be about as hot as you could get, even when they started it at 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning. Yeah. Because uh, that time of day, you still got a lot of fresh humidity hanging out. And sunshine. And then you get the sunshine, and then you're on asphalt. And and there's no breeze. There's no breeze until later in the day, usually. Yeah. And... uh, I did a big story on the history of the Firecracker 400 slash Pepsi slash Pepsi Firecracker slash Coke Zero whatever. Sugar. Sugar. Coke Zero Sugar 400 now. Um, And uh, Jeff Bodine told me a couple of good stories representative of the heat. And he said that he can remember it being so hot in the car. And And the cars back then didn't have the insulation. They didn't have a lot of the modern technology that's that a lot of that stuff's been made available through nasa you know a lot of the stuff that they use these they days come from them under the car yeah they actually use a heat shield yeah put, yeah um, for re-entry space age yeah. yeah so but they didn't have that back then and as he said oh. your exhaust came out the left side and you were sitting right over it it was right under your seat and he was just describing the ungodly heat that would be in that car and he said there were times he can remember he could not keep both hands on the steering wheel at one time. He would have to alternate hands on the steering wheel because it was so hot. Then he said, there were other times when I did the same thing with the gas pedal. <laughs> He'd have to put his left foot over on the gas pedal every now and then. I'm thinking, now that's dang hot. And the funniest thing, and I, he told me, I said, I need to look up pictures of this online. And I haven't done it yet. He said, because he, he's seen them online, old pictures. He comes in for a pit stop when he was driving for Junior Johnson, and they had a water hose and junior would hose him down with water as he's sitting in the cockpit during a pit stop and he said i said well that's good no that's bad (laughs) (laughs) that water would pool would run off of him and pool in his metal seat underneath his uh derriere and naughty bits (laughs) and he said before long that water is practically boiling and now you're sitting in it like a crab (laughs) that's bad that is bad (laughs) So he said they they realized, hey, we got to drill some. If we're going to keep doing this, we got to drill some holes in this seat so the water drains out, you know. So anyway, those are some of the stories of the heat. And we were talking about Chase Elliott giving into it uh, at Chicagoland, uh, which was I was going to before my original segue was run off the rails so violently twice. Sorry. We're going to talk about the time Bill Elliott in '91 won the Firecracker 400 and got out of the car. Uh, you had to adjust your TV sets because he was so red. You thought there was something wrong with your TV because his, remember his cool suit, he had a vest and it quit working. So now it's just running hot water around his Not torso. hot water, like super hot yeah, water. Yeah, scalding hot water. Yeah. And he was trying at speed while running up near the up or near the front. He was trying to get dismantle that thing and get it off of him. And it was like still 20, 25 laps to go. And then he realized, you know, now I'm slipping back to third place. I'm losing seconds to the leaders. And he realized I better just suck it up and pay attention to what I'm doing because this race is getting away from me. And he did. And he won the race. And he gets out in victory lane looking, you know, looking like one of the uh, Martinsville hot dog, basically. <laughs> Larry the Lobster. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But the the thing is, is he won the race. Yep. Yeah. And he was in that. Coors, That's why he got out of the car in victory lane. As Coors Light Silver Bullet yep. car. Yes, I remember was. that. And I think that might have been his last win with the nine car on the Melling team. I think you may be right. Yeah. 
I think you may be right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we got going on this this week. Now they moved the race tonight. You know, in 1998. So you're largely. It can still be warm at seven, eight o'clock here. It's warm, but the sun ain't out. So that doesn't. You don't get the. You don't get the. Uh, the multiplier effect because the sun's out it's hotter yeah the car gets hotter but the asphalt gets hotter right so now you take away the sun so you don't have anything heating up the car except for the engine and and the exhaust and whatever but anyway you just got the the mechanical things heating up the car you don't right. have the sun doing it. yeah so the multiplier effect's not there and so it's a lot cooler however what we do have if you get past, you know around mid afternoon and later, a pretty good chance of thunderstorm storms blowing in. Right. So exactly. Uh, so while the night race may be better on the drivers, and ultimately the fans, if it's cooler and nicer out, it's uh, in many ways worse because the unpredictability of summertime weather here in Daytona Beach, Greater Daytona Beach area. Uh, so you're just your random thoughts. Just speak. Speak for me. You know what the perfect scenario is here? No. We get a like a big honking shower. I mean a big one. Like around four thirty five. Yeah. And if you get one at that point in the day, yeah. then it just stays cool the rest of the night. And I mean, so you get like a half an hour of like hard Rain and it brings all that cold air down from the upper regions of the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, and then it's gone. Tell me more. And so then, at that point in the day again. Yes. Uh, that because the sun's you know coming down, you it's not going to reheat, and so you got that cool air. Oh. And it's so that's what I'm pulling for. I know it's going to rain. You know it's going to rain. Yeah. But I'm pulling for like that 4:35 slot. Sweet spot. Yeah, that is that's the sweet spot. Yeah. And if it rains for about a half an hour, really hard, and we get that cool air from that troposphere or wherever. Check and, you out, Mr. Wizard. Yeah. Uh, and it'll just it'll linger for the rest of the night. It'll be so nice out there. You might be even able to go out and enjoy it during the race. You're like Danny Trainer, <laughs> my own little personal Danny Trainer. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell yeah. Me more. What else do you know, Mr. Science? Well, before um, the uh, big thunderstorm comes, yeah. they have a th- thing called a downdraft. Have you ever been in like a severe downdraft? Where it just gets really cool? Well, but I'm talking about when a downdraft, like one of I've these. I've downed a few drafts. It's like the the top of the uh, thunderstorm is at like 50,000 feet. Wow. And the air just rushes down it's like a pipe and it rushes down i darn near honest to god uh this is exciting i was sitting at an intersection not far from here Uh and one of these giant downdrafts hit and i was in you know me i drive these little dinky cars i'm not you i don't have the big pickup mop truck and it i felt like the thing was going to go over uh, that's how hard the really? wind was. The wind was about 50, 60 miles an hour just, you know, for like 10 seconds, like like that. That's cool. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. so you get that. You, it feels kind of like you're in a tornado. Yeah. Because the wind is like really violent. For, you're like a storm chaser. <laughs> you're the bravest man I've ever met. Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> 
Well, hopefully we won't see any funnel clouds on the oh god on the seventh. Bring that up. Thank yeah. you. All right. All right. Well, uh, you'll get that big time auto racing. We're and we're out of that, and uh, we got one more segment. And we're going to play the birthday game. We're going to talk about uh, the secret double secret council that Denny Hamlin let us in on. And what is it uh, secret? What is it secret? I'll tell you. Um, and uh, the birthday game, which I mentioned, we'll do that, and uh, Mr. Kelly will uh, uh, will charm us and uh, surprise us and uh, impress us very much. And we'll be right back. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Green light checkers. Slide job. Slide job. Slide job. Eric Almarola is basically guaranteed he's going to win a race this year. Do you agree? Yes, he said. He actually said this uh, to the media at Chicagoland. We're going to win. All right, so let me... Let me set this up a little bit. He was a mile away from winning the Daytona 500. Yeah, if you count that as a win. And so I talked to him. I'm going to name drop. I talked to him earlier today. Check you. And I said, can you just, you know, relive that last lap? What happened? And he said, well, I was leading, and uh, Austin was chasing me. And he said that he was, like, doing that thing where you go up and then you come back down and you go up and down and you try and block the momentum. Right. Right. And he said, uh, much to his surprise, <laughs> he went up to block Austin. Mm-hmm. And then he came back down and Austin came with him yeah. because they, he had moved beyond the inside car. Right. So he actually came with him, came with. Yeah. And then they got to the point where... Um, he was trying to block Austin, and then Austin, you know, Austin got near that right, left, rear corner where everybody was wrecking. That's it. In February. Yeah. So basically, um, uh, Eric said that you know it wasn't Austin's fault; it was a racing thing. He was just trying to protect his territory and blah blah blah. And and then I asked him about the. Um, why he kept his composure how he, how can you keep your composure after being a mile away even dale earnhardt yeah you know he lost his share in the last lap last mile and there was time to where he had to just like go up in the corner and compose himself it just ain't meant to win the damn thing yeah remember that yeah, yeah. and uh so he got out of the car and he was like happy because he had a car that was competitive yep. and so if you look from where they were that night to now, yes. All right, Eric Armarola is top ten in points. Yeah, it wasn't just a plate race thing. I mean, no. plate race you can have semi flukes in plate race. Well, the guy, running pretty the guy that won, the guy that won, and the guy that finished second are down in the twenties. Sure. You know, and he's in the top ten, yep. and he's he led the most laps. Ten cars found some speed this year. He he led the most laps. He had a race high seventy laps at Chicago. Bless so, his heart. So anyway, he's coming here. He's loaded for bear. He says they just have to cut down on these mistakes, and he didn't blame his pit crew. He said sometimes it's the pit crew, sometimes it's me. 
We just can't, haven't put a good race together yet. Well, there's a lot of guys out there can say that. Yeah. Secret yeah. council. Denny Hamlin said there's a council within the council. You know, they have a driver's council now. There's like nine guys on it, and they, they kind of one or two guys alternate off of it each year, and one or two new guys come in. And they kind of get together, and, and they can go as a group to NASCAR with their suggestions, complaints, and whatever. Um, on a Dale Jr. download, that's that podcast, ain't it? Yeah. Uh, he revealed the existence. Denny Hamlin revealed the, revealed the existence of a secret driver's council. And uh, the driver's council has been around in an official capacity since 2016. But Hamlin told Dale Jr. that it has now been broken into various groups. And Hamlin says that he is part of a, quote, different secret council now. Secret <laughs> council, man. I meet with all the industry leaders, the track presidents, the team presidents, NASCAR. I feel like they give us a great platform to go in there and speak our minds and tell them about the schedule. 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 One of the items under discussion, a midweek race, according to something I just read. Yeah. The question has been raised, quote, says Hamlin, can we get some midweek, mid-week races going on? How can we do that? Let's start it now, so I think there are some big things on the horizon. I see it within the next couple of years. You're going to see something on Wednesday, Thursday, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's pretty – that's not that far out there. I think a lot of people have been calling for that here recently. So that's where your TV numbers are, midweek, prime time. You know, when, when there's nothing else going on, yeah. So you for it? Are you for it? I'm now, not. the problem is the in-person ticket-buying spectator. Hard for them to – pack up and drive to darlington for a wednesday night race or drive to you know an old place like rockingham or wherever bristol hard to do that because you got to work you know you got a job but i think we've all learned that the future is not in catering to the ticket buyers and catering to tv yeah and uh although they talk a good game about the walk-up fans and the and the weekend fans and the you know the day trippers the weekenders all that people who sit in the seats we know where the money is the money is with the networks and uh, yeah so they can try to find a way to smooth it out they got to find a way to smooth off the pr uh uh angle and say you know oh this is still good for the fans so they'd almost have to do it in a big market where you got a uh built in you know where you can draw from fans that are nearby you're not depending on uh your uncle ed and aunt may to come with the with the motor coach and stay Although they're retired. Yeah, they're retired. Yeah, they're retired. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, what the, what the grown-ass man. Yeah. Grown-ass retired man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. You want to play the birthday game? There's nothing else to talk about? Let me look. Secret, secret, secret. Council, Eric Amarillo. No, time to play birthday game. Secret Councilman. Secret Councilman. Okay, you ready? Are you looking up birthdays? Is that why? Is that your no, secret? No, I'm. It's uh, your secret council. I, I forgot. Yeah, you know, I've been so busy here. Yeah. Um, preparing for our gigantic race week. Yeah. Yep. That um, I haven't um, been doing. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to do clips today, for instance. Right. That's why we have no clippage. Yep. People love our clippage. They love to look at clippage. Okay. Listen to clippage. So. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> So anyway, um, I was just going to do a quick look at our Hey Willie oh. and see if we had any Hey Willies. Yeah. 
So just keep talking for a minute. All right, birthday game. Mr. Kelly tries to get within a year or two at the birthdays of uh, anybody in the racing world that we're worth uh, mentioning that has a birthday coming up in the coming week. Uh, Wednesday. This is We're going a little off uh, kilter here for you. Ready? Yeah. Jan Magnuson, sports car racer. Jan. I thought it was Jan. Jan? Yeah, Jan Magnuson. Oh, my God. Yeah. You are going. Rolex 24. You are, like, worked. going way off the. He's a current IMSA driver, I believe. Yeah. But, you know, he's off the grid, so to speak. Yeah. But he's uh, under the NASCAR umbrella. It's IMSA. Yeah. So there. So is ARCA. What? Oh, Forgot to look that up. Frank oh, Campbell might have one coming. Oh, great. Oh, that's going to be great. I got a whole new field to plow here now. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby uh, Dodder. <laughs> Iggy Katona. Uh, anyway, Jan Magnuson. Take a shot. Jan Magnuson. tomorrow. God. 50? 45. Not bad, given Not that, bad. you know. Given that I think he's a Dutchman and he races sports cars. Yeah. So when you throw in the degree of difficulty, you did pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got within roughly 10%. Yeah. It's tough. Those guys, you know, they race a long time. Yep. I mean, they don't, you know. Here's one for you. <coughs> Friday, the fastest driving pool contractor from in the history of Savannah, Georgia, Delma Cowart. Wow. Delma? Dalma Cower, Friday. Friday, uh, you know, he wasn't a spring chicken when he was racing here in the he 90s. He was not. And that's, so that's 25 plus your 40, 65. Oh, wow. Got you on this one. 77. Wow. Ain't that something? Wow, he was older than I thought then. Yep. yep. He was no spring chicken. Wow. He's an oh. aged. He was a f- autumn chicken. What's now he's in the winter chicken. What was the name of the company that sponsored him? Masters Economy Inn. Are they, zero. Are Masters they still Economy alive? Inn. I think you do see a Masters Inn every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't look for them. Yeah. So. Well. All right. A week from uh, next week, next Wednesday. Because I figure, will we be potting on Wednesday next week? We're not this week because it's the fourth. Next week we will, but ah. All right, we're going to go with it anyway. It's a week from tomorrow. Brendan gone. Brendan? And this is the last one, by the way, so finish with a, finish with a flurry. So Brendan is, uh, he's in his 40s. It's just, is it early 40s or You're later better than 40s? this. You can do, come on now. 44. Very good. You have finished with a flurry. He's going to be 43. Okay. So I give you that one. Thank you. Congratulations. All right, so if anybody has any questions uh, about life, racing, um, if you want to know how to uh, do dry rub, Oof. wow! Now, <laughs> yeah, you want to know where to get uh, strange-looking hats from Tennessee? Uh, ask Willie. Hashtag Ask Willie on Twitter, and he will answer any question that you have. And uh, next week, I'll actually look and see, <laughs> see if you have something. <laughs> so it's, I'll research the it's dry on, rub. It's on Twitter. Hashtag Hey Willie, Hey Willie, yes. and uh, you'll answer any question, right? Any question <laughs> yeah, that's posed absolutely. to you. That means that means it's going to be a good answer or the correct answer, but I've got an answer. Yeah, he's got an answer to everything. He's the answer man. I am that. So anyway, this is Godwin Kelly, and that's uh, what's his name? Until uh, next week, Ken Willis. Until uh, next week, yeah, and, and we'll be back. And we'll be back, and we'll have a lot going on because we'll have a race right here in our backyard so we'll be clipping it and 
shipping. Anodoting it and everything. Well, that's uh, then in that case, I'm showing. No, I'm not. I won't be here next week. <laughs> oh, oh, I was so looking forward to it, but I won't be here. It'll be you and Zach. Even more reason to tune in. All right. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.